Hey gang, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Wag Nutrition Podcast. This one is a cool one. It's an exciting one. We're going to be talking about gaining mass. And in particular, we're going to be talking to Chris because Chris is going to be going through a mass gaining phase. And I am going to be coaching him through it all. As you'll hear in the episode, we're going to go through many different aspects of gaining mass, uh, what gets misconstrued, uh, what is also true, and how to successfully complete a massing phase. So stay tuned if this is of interest to you. Remember, if you want to sign up with Working Against Gravity, you can do so at workingagainstgravity.com backslash join. And if you want $50 off your first month of coaching, you can use my code. That's Josh, J-O-S-H, or you can use Chris's code. And that's Chris, C-H-R-I-S. There you go, gang. So enjoy the episode and let's get into it. Yes, gang. (laughs) Slide right in to the episode this week. We are going to be talking about Chris's winter bulk that I, Coach Josh, am going to put him through. Hell yeah. And this is a really exciting thing. This is something that I think is often misunderstood in the dieting community at large. Um. No, I'm not saying that that Chris doesn't understand it because hmm. uh, you know Chris is a coach. He's been a coach for a while, so he gets it. Um, but I think that this the the idea of doing a proper mass gaining cycle um, can be kind of confusing and kind of tricky. Um, I think people tend to think they need to eat a lot more than they actually do. Um, I think people tend to train in ineffective ways than they actually need to do. Um, and so, so there's, so there's a little bit of myth busting that we're going to do, but we're, but we're really going to focus on Chris's goals and we are going to talk about how we are getting started because we're just kicking this off. Mm -hmm. Uh, and with that being said, actually, I'm just going to hand it over to Chris and let him share a little bit more about, uh, what his intentions are. Yeah. So, um, I reached out to Josh and was just like, Hey man, here's here's this idea I have. Uh, I'm going to do it regardless, but um, <laughs> this time around, I wanted it to be different than my previous year's attempts, which I will say admittedly were more of a passive experiment than they were really connected and tied into the activeness of uh, I was gonna pursuing say, can you, this. Can you yeah. talk about that passive, that, that phrase you just used? <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, when I initially, you know, I've lost 60 pounds, uh, many, many years ago, uh, I've kept it off for almost over seven, eight years now, and that's pretty great. And then I've just tried to, you know, maintain that and then maybe see what my body's capable of by going little through little stretches of like mini bulks and cutting and maintaining, but they've all been passive in that sense that I'm just kind of like toying around with it. I'm experimenting. I'm just kind of like, if something gets in the way of training, it's kind of like no harm, no foul. I just kind of groove with it, which is kind of my my MO most of the time. Right. <laughs> anyway, you know, like it's just, yeah. just I'm adaptable, come what may, I'll figure it out. No bad mm-hmm. days, whatever, right? Um, and so, but this time around, I was like, I don't want to be that 
that passive. I want to be more active in it, meaning that like the training has to happen. The food has to happen. I can't just be fairly solid four or five days of the week. And then my weekends get a little sketchy. Mm -hmm. And then I come back into it. Like I just wanted to find more of like a committed North star to hold myself to. And I said, you know, it's been some years since I've been coached or had a coach. Um, through WAG. And so why not, you know, what, yeah. what better way to put another level of accountability on this, um, work with the expert, which Josh, you know, uh, Josh has been successful in putting on mass himself and, and, and do this. And maybe we'll, we'll talk about that a little later too, like your experience. Cause you did mention, um, in your first check in response to me working with John Meadows and all that. So yeah. I'd love to hear more about that. Mm -hmm. I was going to save it for this podcast specifically. So, um, so the idea is that like, you know, through, uh, you know, I got diagnosed with psoriasis a couple of years ago. And during that time, that kind of put me in this awkward place of like, well, I'm miserable. I'm trying to figure out what this diagnosis is, why my skin's doing this. I had a bacteria infection. I got a cut in a cut in my leg and it was just this whole thing that happened and yeah, just like crazy rocked my entire world. And, yeah. you know, I didn't feel good going to the gym because my skin condition was seeping through clothes that I was wearing and it was just mm. disgusting and I didn't want to leave the house and it was weird. And I was in this off put place. I got to like my lowest weight of all time. I think I hit like, what was it? Some like 160 pounds. Whoa. I was I was a thin dude. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I had muscle mass. I was a, I was more of like a lean kind of guy, and I didn't like it. You know, like I like having a big butt and legs and feeling strong <laughs> and like you know, and having a bigger chest and stuff. And I just <laughs> I got to that low point weight without even trying. You know, I was a guy that tried to chase fat loss many years prior and had managed it and stuff. So I, it was for that me like looking into bulking phases and all that became more of a serious matter because I had some rebuilding to do after I got all that sorted got the proper diagnosis with psoriasis, got on the proper medication, the healing part happened and then COVID happened. And then I was kind of knocked off my game, you know, a couple steps there in the last couple of years from like 2019, 2021 for some things. So that was also part of the passive part of it. You know, it was more like, I've got this goal. I need to get better. I need to get healthier. Um, and so I had some decent success with that, but now I want to be like, okay, what can I really truly accomplish? And, uh, you know, I'm 42 now. So it's like, I understand that, you know, being an older gentleman, uh, you know, preserving and building muscle mass takes more intention and effort and it has to be intentional. And so what better way to do so than recruiting the help of you, uh, having actual check-ins, uh, the accountability right. of the check-ins every two weeks. So I think we decided we're going to do bi-weekly check-ins. Mm -hmm. um, I'm using Seismic, the software system that we use to coach all our clients through. I'm using macros first to track my calories and all of macros, which is sinking seamlessly into Seismic because of our partnership with them. And um, everything's good. So really where we're at right now is... Uh, I had my first check-in with you on Sunday, October 29th, and that was like our kickoff point. That's right. And basically, at that time, what I had provided you was roughly two weeks of me getting back into the hang of tracking, uh, just to give you an idea of what my calories were looking like. I wasn't trying to track towards any specific goal other than keeping my protein high um, and just giving you some data to work with, essentially, seeing what the trends were, as well as updating my weight for two weeks so you could see what my weight was doing as a result yeah. of my calorie intake and just gave you some initial feedback. And so uh, essentially, it was more or less like, hey, we're not really trying to target anything specifically right now, but just get into that phase of tracking, being consistent again, eating intentionally, uh, and me being in more control of eating more meals 
at home, which is in the wintertime, it's honestly pretty easy yeah, because uh, it's easier to be at home. Um, so yeah, again, definitely. And we've talked about that on previous podcasts, which is aligning these types of phases when it is more conducive to succeed at them and not in, in experiencing less resistance. So 100%. Bulking, bulking in the wintertime is great because I love using in my instant pot. <laughs> to make a bunch of food and super high protein, high fiber, you know, easy meals that can be paired with any sort of carb source to hit my carbs. It's just so easy to do. And so I'm inside more, uh, it's colder outside, you know, there's all these elements that kind of make it just the path to make this whole thing easier and being in my gym's easier too. Cause it's not super hot. It's a little right. cold, but after a couple of warm up, you know, sets, I'm warmed up and I'm ready to go. And I got my infrared heater out there and I'm good. I got tunes, uh, and I'm working and I'm applying myself. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. When the one thing that stood out to me when, um, Chris checked in was, um, how stable his weight was, um, just, just eating a natural, like his, the, his mm -hmm. tendency to eat and his portions and everything, his weight, was very, very consistent. Um, and uh, his goal is to put on, you know, five to 10 pounds of uh, muscle over the next three months. At least, we'll say, we'll say at least. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, to, I told him to, in the check-in, I said, to do that, you're going to be eating, boy. Mm -hmm. You are going to be eating, <laughs> my dude. Um, <laughs> there, there's a bunch of things that I, as a coach, uh, tend to look at and think about when I'm getting someone set up to uh, go through uh, a mass cycle. Uh, the first one is always protein. Mm -hmm. uh, and right now, uh, we have Chris's protein set at about 200 grams. <coughs> Excuse me. About 200 grams per day, which is currently over his body weight. Uh, which is uh, a good thing. Yeah, um, I'm about for everyone listening. I'm about one what eight one eighty six. I think is about yeah, what I'm averaging. Yeah, yep, one eighty five, yeah. one eighty six. Yep. Yep. I was gonna let Chris say that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be the one to spill the beans on Chris's okay. weight. I'm not bashful. <laughs> it's just a number, folks. That's right. And also, <laughs> and also, it's you have to know where where you're starting at in order to yeah. figure out where you're gonna go. You know, totally. Um, that's like the the word coach for well history lesson here for everybody the word coach <laughs> back in the olden days you got into a coach and the coach took you from where you were to where you wanted to be that mm -hmm. is where the term coach comes from that's i didn't even know that. that there you go that's cool so that's like from the olden days but that is where the word coach actually stems from um, so history lesson there you go so that's what we're doing we have to know where chris is at in order to get him to where he wants to go so Setting his protein. I mean, he set his protein. He said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to hit 200 grams of protein a day, 300, yeah, 300 grams of carbs a day, and 80 grams of fat per day." Mm -hmm. um, and I think that comes out to oh boy, I don't have my, the, the math. 2720. Right. I was gonna say 2700. Yep, 2700 yes. calories a day, yeah. um, which is surely at 185 pounds, probably and, and lifting weights and being like pretty active. <laughs> I mm -hmm. would say it's pretty close to uh, maintenance. Yeah, and looking at his logs and seeing how consistent his weight was, that is exactly what's happening. So mm -hmm. starting there, we know that we're going to have to increase from there. Yeah. There's and a couple. Oh, go come ahead. in not to, to divert, but I had come in letting you know that, Hey, because of my consistency with consistency with tracking over the last six, seven, eight years, I can confidently tell you that my maintenance calories are somewhere between 
2,600 to 28 cal, yeah. 2,800 calories roughly. So you could, you yep. had that to kind of work with too, because, and I understood that about myself. So I already knew right. that. So I knew I was going to be, have to eat more than that. So, right. Yeah. And to, to, to that along our, um, to, to kind of continue on with that train of thought, a, a new person that is signing up for WAG, we obviously don't know that information. We know mm-hmm. that because, you know, obviously, you know, like Chris just said, he's been in it for a while. He's tracked, he's familiar with the process. So he knows about what keeps him in that range um, as a, as a new client and coach, um, as you're kind of figuring each other out, it's up to the coach to figure that out um, via some like calculations that we can do some um, activity multipliers and things. But ultimately it comes down to implementing the calories as best as you can to understand what is going to happen when you hit those calories. Yeah. So if I said, Chris, I need you to hit 2,700 calories a day and he's 2,400 or I mean 2,400 one day and then 28 the next day and then, you know, 1,800 the next day and he's all over the place. It's like, yo, we're not going to get anywhere. Like I, we have to figure out like where, what this does for you, you know? Um, And again, that's not necessarily the track that we're taking with him because he knows those things, but someone coming in and wanting to get into either a fat loss diet or a mass gaining phase, that's where we're going to start. We got to figure out your maintenance first. Yeah. So, and we've talked about that before. But um but anyways, um there's generally no additional hypertrophy benefit or I should say anabolic benefit to eating more than 1.25 grams of protein per pound of body weight a day. Um so at 185 pounds, uh that that calculation 1.25 I believe is going to take you close to 220. 222. Um, 222 there you go yeah there you go so beyond that if we as we escalate and as we increase his macros beyond that we're not going to get much more anabolic effect but what we but what we will be able to do if we have to go up that high is continue to keep the macros balanced Mm -hmm. and so even, I mean, if we took Chris's protein up to 250 grams a day and his carbs were at 450 a day and his fats were at 90, it's possible. It's yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. Keeping, I mean, trying to do 400 or 450 grams of carbs and 90 grams of fat and then 200 grams of protein, it's not really the most ideal or the most anabolic environment you can put your body in. Um, you really want to focus on getting the protein and the carbohydrate up with a moderate kind of well-balanced amount of fat in there. Yeah. Um, so these are all considerations that we're taking uh, into account as we get things, excuse me, as we get things kicked off here. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming into in that initial check, and I kind of mentioned to you, I said, I, I believe so anyway, or maybe you just already knew this about me. I forget exactly where it came into play, but I'm definitely a carb person. I'm not much of a uh, fat eater. Um, it's generally harder for me to eat fats when there's kind of an intention thing, um, just because I'm not a nuts and seed guy. I really don't <laughs> keep those things around. Um, I think I did back in the day, but uh, those are things that kind of fall by this wayside. So like, you know, the occasional avocado, a little bit of oil in cooking, stuff like that, uh, the trace amounts of fats that are coming in from dairy um, sources. Yeah. Uh, my main, um, you know, maybe uh, a fattier cut of a protein or something like that. But generally speaking, it's far easier for me to get carbs in and find more single source, pure carb source stuff uh, that doesn't contain fat than it would be for me to hit 
a higher fat. Like for me, like I would have an awful time <laughs> even ever attempting to do keto, for example. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> not as it yep. relates to building muscle, which we know keto is not very good for at all. So, right. um, but, um, that was the exciting part of it too, was just this fact that I'm going to be intentionally eating and, uh, leading up to that two week period, I was trying to intentionally just increase my calories. Cause I had, uh, I guess what might be helpful too, just to say what I've been doing this summer, just to maintain in terms of switching gears and doing this. So like over the summer, I was basically just kind of eating intuitively, just kind of doing what I'd always would normally do, sticking to the meals and the portions that I knew were acceptable based on years of tracking and just eating to satisfaction, to nourishment. And as long as I felt good, I was sleeping good. I had good energy and my training sessions felt decent. Uh, I was good to go. Uh, no problems, you know? Um, I, I still continue to monitor my weight just cause it's out of general habit. And I just kind of like, I'm a data person. So I, I love just right. having historical data, whether I'm using it or not. It's, it's kind of like, it takes me two seconds to take my weight in the morning and pop it into an app. It's the, you know, the least inconsequential, inconsequential thing <laughs> yeah. in my day to do. Right. So it's like, why not? Right. Um, so, but what I was doing this summer was after I did my initial little cut at the beginning of the year, um, I just literally, as far as my training was going, I was in the gym probably three, maybe four times a week. I would say more or less three though. Uh, just doing a simple five by five strong list program. I just needed something that was just consistent. It kept me showing up without like spinning my wheels. What am I going to do today? And it was just like something to do in, uh, I can out, I could do it in an hour, hour and a half. Uh, cause summertime again, it was, as we've talked about, I just like being outdoors more and hiking and cycling and, and not spending time in the gym when it's hot and all that stuff. So it's right. just like the minimum effective dosage. And it worked very well. I maintained my body composition throughout the summer. I was pretty happy with things, with my energy level. And now going into this new six-month uh, winter bulk from now and through, what, April or so, um, I'm excited to switch gears and go into a proper um, three-month block of training right. uh, with the you know intention of uh, reaching hypertrophy, uh, which is you know muscle mass getting bigger right. cells, getting bigger. Um, and so I'm working more towards, um, I will be working more towards lifting with the intention of that mind muscle connection that when I'm doing a bicep curl, it's, you know, the slow controlled methodical part of it, picking a weight that's, you know, where I'm reaching failure towards the end of my sets and things like that. So it's like, again, there's that, that active sense, less of the passive, you know, like just getting through a workout is one thing. Uh, and then, you know, intentionally, um, getting the most and squeezing the most out of the amount of time I'm spending in the gym is going to be a crucial part of putting all the calories that I'm eating to the best yes. use possible. Right. Yeah. Hugely yeah. important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <clears throat> often overlooked is the, the training method that you're, that you're choosing during yeah. a mass gaining phase. Um, and uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what you're going to do? Because it's yeah. it's kind of it's a little it's a little uh, a little unique. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so a couple of year about a year or so ago, I signed up for uh, Coach Eugene Tio. Um, if you look him up on Instagram, he's a wealth of information. He's a humble, intelligent, kind dude. And I just, I've related with this guy so much when I found him a couple of years ago and I've just got hooked and inevitably over like a black Friday sale of his, I signed up for the Gunbaru method, uh, which has a nice app. He's got all of his training programs in there. He's got instructional videos, um, demos, all that stuff. It's just, it's, there's so much value in this app. I can't 
<laughs> you know, um, talk more positively about it. It's just yeah. incredible. I, I definitely got my money's worth. And so I use that to kind of switch up my training and to get more leverage out of the gym that I have. Cause I've got a squat rack, I've got barbell, I've got up to, I think 450 pounds of iron plates. And then I've got a, um, like a cable machine, your standard, like kind of what you'd see in a 24 hour fitness with the two towers of weights, the peg weights, you know? And so I wanted to leverage those machines better. And he taught me so much about how to do alternative movements. Like I don't have a leg press machine or a hack squat, but I could do like hack squats against the wall with like a foam roller. Or I could recreate them, um, with a close stance, you know, heels raised sort of situation in a squat. Right. And so I'm finding new ways to get the stimulus and the bias on the muscle that I'm trying to promote growth in through leveraging the equipment that I have the best that I can. Cause I don't, I don't have a 24 hour fitness that I'm going to with a leg press machine. Um, I am keeping an eye out for a leg press machine though. Cause if I can have, if I could add that to my gym setup, like, oof. Why not, right? <laughs> if you're <laughs> on the ladies G and gentlemen, if you're listening to this and you're in the yeah. Denver area, yes, <laughs> and, you, and, and there's a, you either have a leg press machine or you see one. Uh -huh. Yes, contact Chris immediately. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so the training goal is I'm going to be training four days a week. Um, that's basically I've structured that Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and it's kind of like a, it's a full body. So with a bias of like one day might be an upper body bias. The next day might be a lower body bias. I've got my rest day. And then I go back into like an upper body bias, lower body bias. But in each four workouts, I'm doing a full body routine. So, right on. Um, and it's exciting stuff. You know, it's like more intention of like, like lat pull downs. And it's not just your typical wide grip lat pull down, but more like I've got like an adjustable peg kind of like bar that I can put on my pulley and get two different like handle stirrups in and just really modify the movement to make it um, specific for like uh, work getting for the you most more. work for me more and actually yeah. feel that bias and not just be passive, just reefing on a thing. But like, yeah. you know, it's the explosive power on the concentric and then the slow two, three second release in the eccentric for the negative. And so I'm being very in tuned and intentional with those movements, every single one. Um, I'm noticing the weight, like, you know, in, in the Gambaru method app, um, you know, he's got like, okay, we're looking for like, you might have two to three reps in the tank you know, on this movement kind of thing. Right. And then, you know, I'll do like a drop set. So it'd be like three sets, two sets, like a peak weight. And then on the third set, it might be like a drop set of 12 to 15 reps. Whereas the first two were like six to eight reps. So, right. <laughs> um, and I love that. And it's, and what I love about it is I show up to the gym and I know exactly what I'm going to do that day. And yeah. the cool thing about having the app is like today, I popped or last night before going to bed, I'm just like, Ooh, what am I going to do tomorrow? And I popped mm -hmm. in the app and I looked at view workout and I'm like, Ooh, and it just kind of helps mentally prepare me for what I'm going into. Uh, again, part of that, more of that active intention of what I'm looking forward to and uh, being excited to, to get to it. And then, of course, you know, fine tuning my eating to, to promote <laughs> and get the most out of those uh, sessions because I don't want to like, you know, eat breakfast and then three hours later I'm getting into the gym and I haven't eaten anything. You know, I want to eat and within an hour I'm yeah. in the gym putting that to work. You totally. Know? Totally. So, um, so yeah, sh shout out to Eugene for all that <laughs> wealth of information and knowledge yeah. and uh, guidance there. I'm excited to do that. And I have done this before. So I have done this 
training block before, but again, I did it last winter and it was yeah. mostly a passive thing. It was just like, Oh, I'm just experimenting with this new app and all these things. And, and honestly, I, I did pretty well. I think I, you know, I definitely felt the difference in my chest, my arm size, people were commenting and were like, Hey, tell your arms to calm down. And just like, <laughs> and so that was just good feedback to know. So I'm kind of excited For to get sure. back to that, you know, and just get, gets felt, you know, and just kind of like, I want to fill out this bigger, he is legend shirt, you know, like, just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fill that out a little more. Yeah. Man. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's, that's my training approach. And then, um, in terms of making sure this is a lean bulk, cause you know, there's one thing to eat in a surplus of calories, whether it be 200 to 500 extra calories per day with an emphasis on protein and carbs, but if there's another to, just do the training and then nothing else. Like I don't want to overdo it where I'm doing mm -hmm. a bunch of extracurricular activities that's causing me to desire or need more calories than what I'm trying to put into the building of muscle mass specifically. Sure. But I'm doing yeah. the baseline stuff to ensure that most of the weight that I'm gaining is or has a propensity to be muscle mass and as little fat as possible. Because we know through bulks, you're inevitably going to gain fat. It's just... You have to accept that as part of it. Your body is going to develop some muscle mass. You might, you know, find some extra fat on your face or something like yep. that or whatever, you know, but it's part of it. And the cool thing about it is we can lose that on the other side. Like um, it's not getting swayed by these things that you notice. It's saying it's taking it as confirmation that it's working and trusting right. that process, you know. So right. to help keep things level, um, I've committed to like walking at least six uh, 6,000 steps per day, which for a person who works from home and is remote, you know, it's a tough thing to do unless I'm being intentional about it. So I'm taking right. my dogs for daily walks. Um, and then I'll go and take myself for an additional walk after the fact. And I have little barriers in place that know what it takes to get at least that minimum account. Like, uh, I recently got into a new murder podcast that I'm like stoked about. And so I'm just like, when am I going to find the time to listen to that? Oh, that's a perfect time to go off for a walk, disconnect right. from the world immerse myself in this cool story and like last night I, I did two loops around sloan's lake here in denver and i know that if i do two loops around sloan's lake that's the equivalent of at least about roughly six miles and about just shy of nine to ten thousand steps so i know if i go do walk two loops around slow sloan's lake i've hit my goal for the day um and so if i'm shy on steps i know exactly what i need to go do and so uh, that's going to be a built-in part of that. And like last night, I was a little cold, but I put my hoodie on and had my gloves on and I was comfortable. And you, you walk in swiftly two laps around a lake, like you warm up and it's nice and it's comfortable. And I, I digested almost two, almost three episodes of this podcast and then awesome. went home and ate dinner, you know? So that's great. And so something to uh, note is, is while that is quote unquote cardio and, and movement that Chris enjoys, mm-hmm. That's also great, a great cardio choice for muscle building because yes. it, he's not putting additional stress on his joints. He's not creating uh, a deficit of any sort. He, you don't go for a walk and come back and be like, whoa, I need a protein shake, you know, <laughs> yeah. or, or like, oh, I need, I need my post-walk meal, you know, yeah. like that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. so, so by doing that, by increasing his steps, he's, he's like kind of like – burning a little bit of calories but he's also he's not um putting extra strain quote unquote on his body and that's a yeah. that's a big a big help and a, mm -hmm. a big advantage uh, that you can use when you're going through a muscle building phase too yeah and i look at it as it's restorative 
you know, my sure. legs are yeah. a little sore from the stimulus than, that I put on them yesterday. So yep. today is a chance to just kind of loosen them up. It's active recovery. It feels good. And like you said, I'm not going home and I'm not famished from that walk. Yeah, right. I, feel, I feel good from that walk. If anything, I got my appetite up because it's like another point, key point, you know? And so another thing I'm not doing while eating more calories is uh, attempting to fast in the mornings anymore. Like I'm definitely yeah. starting to get the calories in a little earlier in the day. That's I kind of start my day with like some coffee and then like a small under 300 calories, kind of like oats overnight type thing. Uh, and then uh, that situation me for like, just to get through the first couple hours of my morning. And then I'll go into my first meal of the day. And that is my pre-workout meal, uh, which is, you know, going to contain probably 40 to 50 grams of protein, something like that. And then uh, probably anywhere from, I don't know, because I've got so much to eat, 60 to 90 grams of carbs, somewhere around there. So yeah. uh, what I try to typically do, no matter what the goals that I'm aiming for macro-wise, is I try to divide them up evenly across my meals because that's just, for me, it's easier. Like, I just don't want to think about playing macro Tetris at the end of the night. So if yeah. you keep your meals relatively or approximately portioned in calories and macros, you have a much more predictable pace towards the end of the night where you're like, I know if I stick to this, I'm generally going to have 20 grams of protein and 30 grams of carbs and 10 grams of fat. You just know what to expect at the end of the day. So you're like, Ooh, I know just the thing to fit into the day to cap that off at night, you know? Right. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, to kind of like go coach mode, yeah, well, he's he's talking about that. One of the one of the things that I recommend um, is figuring out, and, and this 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 goes for cutting or bulking, whatever. Um, if you're training for a specific event, uh, that that obviously applies as well. Um, but sp specifically for Chris, what I would encourage him to do is figure out the pre workout meal and the post workout meal first. Yep, and then whatever he has left, then start to spread those out. I like to tell people uh, carbs close, meaning carbs close to the workout and fats far. Yep. Fats far away. So if, if Chris, what time are you going to work out during the day? I normally work out. I'm working out by 2, 2-ish, 2 p.m. Right. Yep. So Chris is going to have a fair amount of calories in him at that point. But what he's going to want to do is go a little bit higher in fat in the morning mm. and kind of transition into, uh, I'm sorry, like higher like protein and fat in the morning. And then transition into more protein and carb dominant mid morning into the afternoon and then mm -hmm. post workout and then reintroduce more of those fats there towards dinner time. Yeah. And that's really convenient because fats are by far the lowest of the macros that he has. You know, yeah. right now he's got 80 grams, which is not hard to hit. No, I spend <laughs> um, that quick. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so he's able to really, you know, kind of utilize the amount of protein and carbs that he has because those are significantly more. Mm -hmm. Time those out, and then kind of push the fats, spread the fats out around his workout um, to the furthest, the the furthest times from the workout, and that's going to, again, put him in the best um, possible position to be in the anabolic state and gain the most amount of muscle possible uh, from the stimulation of his training. And then the consequent, the, the refeeding uh, afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And also on that note, and the reason too, uh, to extend on what Josh just said too, is um, fats do slow digestion. So yes, it, yep. that's why we keep them far away from that uh, four to five hour window right. pre post workout. And your, your workout falls somewhere in that range um, is that we don't want fats too much fat coming in and slowing down. Yeah. The Keyword, digestive process too much. We don't too want too much. 
too much. Yeah. Too much, yeah. I mean, like when I was working with uh, John Meadows, yeah. rest in peace, um, John Meadows, uh, my pre-workout snack was or snack was uh, a protein shake and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And that was like specifically from him. And obviously there's fat and peanut butter, but it was, I mean, the amount that I was having, we're, we're talking like six to eight grams of fat for whatever that, that, that peanut butter. Oh, so that's a measured was. amount of peanut butter. <laughs> it's a measured, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, it was measured for sure. But, but yeah, so, so Chris just made an important distinction there, an important distinction between no fats and, and minimal fats like mm. you can have some fats but what we don't want is for you to eat like a plate full of eggs <laughs> and then going to work out because it's yeah. not going to put you in the best like state to actually um you know gain the muscle and uh, uh get into the recovery phase yeah post-workout that you would otherwise mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but so, if i'm gonna rely on eggs I'll, I'll save them from like maybe my mini morning meal exactly like three to four eggs yeah which is you know what 24 ish grams of fat something like that yeah because that's earlier in the day and about the same protein yeah and then focus on the uh, more protein carb centric meal that's within about an hour of my normal training window around 2 p.m so yeah for um, sure but yeah and to speak more to my approach with that is like i'm just keeping things ridiculously simple and straightforward um Mm. i'm not I'm not messing with a lot of recipes. I'm not a recipe guy. I'm an air fryer, stovetop, what can I get done in 20 minutes type of guy, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, so it's easy stuff like Uncle Ben's ready rice, like 90 second packs of rice that I could just, that's like a pouch of that is just like, boom, 90 seconds yeah. in the microwave. I pair that with some black beans uh, and I pair that with some leftover taco meat that I've got, you know, and then throw some salsa and some cheese on it. And it's like, boom, that's a, that's a meal. It's yep. quick, done. Um, simple things. Uh, one of the pre-workout meals I'm excited to try out because I've been watching bodybuilder videos and things like that on YouTube too, just yeah. to see what people do. Like why sure. reinvent the wheel? Like, let me go see what works for other people and just get some new ideas to get me out of my normal, uh, you know, grooves. And so like one thing I saw, was just like simple, like white rice, grilled chicken, um, and pineapple chunks. Like a little bit of soy sauce, kind of like a fried ricey kind of thing. And I'm like, that sounds awesome, actually. Like, I'm going to try that out, you know? (laughs) And um, so, yeah, watching people, um, different videos, things like that, get some ideas for that. Just simple, straightforward meals. Um, And then, of course, you know, including a little treat per day, you know, since I've got the extra calories, it's easier to fit in kind of like the, uh, the sense of an indulgent thing, but it's still an indulgent thing in a, in a, in a balanced and moderated, uh, portion, if you will. Um, yeah. And then just continuing to drink. I'm, I'm, I need to get my water up. I I'm good about a <laughs> yeah. hundred ounces per day. is pretty standard for me. Like drinking four of these 25 ounce water bottles per day. I can keep in just a mindful measure on that. Uh, that's pretty easy for me. Uh, I'm trying to work on getting more water in, in the beginning of the day, kind of pre coffee, stuff like sure. that. Um, Cause I know that's helpful because I'm eating more food, more water I need to drink to help digest all that food. Yeah. Process it, absorb all Move those nutrients. Fiber. Yeah, move the fiber around, clear my intestines out, all that good stuff. Um, Obviously, the big thing with um, promoting and preserving muscle mass um, is sleeping. Um, Sleep's where the magic happens, right? And so, I mean, I've got my little just 
whatever knockoff Fitbit and all that stuff. And I'm tracking sleep. And, but for the most part, my sleep's been dialed in for many, many years now. Um, I, I, to get eight to nine hours per night is that's standard. I, I can do that. That's so, awesome. yeah. So I've been averaging eight and a half hours of sleep per night. Well-rested, oh, um, awesome. not feeling <laughs> deprived. I'm waking up, not feeling like I'm feeling like the good sore. Obviously I'm only two days into training. Today's going to be my third day, uh, training for this, um, bulk, but, uh, just that initial stimulus of like, Ooh, my body hasn't felt like this in a little while. Like yeah. the, what the, the stimulus I get from the five by five strong lifts is its own thing. And then now where I'm doing like a couple of compound E type movements and then moving into the accessory stuff, I'm getting yeah. that pump. I feel sore and I'm like, Ooh, you just, I don't know. There's that excitement of like stimulus happening, um, that I'm just excited to chase those feelings. So yeah. I want to feel a positive soreness, not a debilitating, can't get back to training the next day. Yeah. But obviously this first week or two, I'm kind of easing into that, getting familiar with what weight feels right to start with. And then in week two, three, I'm going to start really getting hit in the weight and then being like, okay, I'm going to get it up on along that threshold of like, maybe only having one or two left in the, in my set in, in the sure. bank or reaching failure on that last set something like that. So, um, so I'll start to kind of fine tune that more. And obviously as my body adapts to eating more calories and all that stuff, it'll just kind of like take a more natural momentum. So, yeah. um, and then just a couple other things to kind of finish it off is like, you know, if I'm hungry, which I'm noticing my, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the mindset, maybe it's excitement. Like eating is easy. Like for having just yeah. maintained in the summertime to just ramp up my calories, which isn't, we're not talking anything significant yet. Right, yet. right, right. But God, I'm having fun, you know, <laughs> I'm eating, <laughs> yeah. you know, like last yeah. night I ate like, uh, I think I ate some like yogurt, uh, with some protein powder in it and a couple of like dark chocolate morsels in there is my little like nighttime snack. And then I was like, I'm hungry. And I went and had a bagel with some like whipped cream cheese. And my housemate was like, you eating again, boy. I'm like, I got to grow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, you do. So there's intention behind <laughs> it. And, uh, granted I went over my calories last night, but happily. And so it's one day. <laughs> It's whatever. But what I am trying to do that if I do feel hungry and I am noticing like oh, I'm hungry, I'm going to try to make it protein and more whole foods with nutrients and fiber. So I'm trying to prioritize if I do maybe go over my calories, some make it better calories for the purpose, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's important. I mean, quality counts, you know, quality mm -hmm. matters. Yeah, there's, there's always room, always room for those little treats mm -hmm. and things and in a mass phase. There's certainly more opportunity for those. Yep. Um, and you it just is, can't let it get away from you. That's all. No. And it is harder, you know, when you're eating more calories, it's harder to eat foods that are more filling and voluminous, if you will, yeah. like, you know, whole foods because you're eating more calories. And so to, to keep it micronutrient dense and more fruits and vegetables is harder to do because those foods are more filling. They're more satisfying, thus keeping you fuller for longer. So when you go to eat that next meal, it might feel like a task. You're like, I've got to put this food down, but you, you know, so I, I'm kind of like finding that again, the minimum effective dosage. So I'm having like two right. cups of broccoli with my, uh, you know, dinner usually. And just knowing that I'm checking that box for nutrients and, and trying to include, uh, fruits or veggies, at least two of my meals, um, for a, a decent portion of carbs, but obviously the rest is going to be coming from like things like rice, sweet potatoes, potatoes, um, more of those whole foods, things like it's got more of a, uh, complete nutritional profile, if you will. Yeah. And, and they're easy things to dress up, you know, with like a little bit of Greek yogurt on top of a potato, something like that to act as the sour cream instead and get your little more protein boost, um, reduce fat cheeses, 
things like that, just to like get the protein, keep the fat low, but still have that taste, that texture, that fun. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited about it. So we're only one check in so far. I That's think right. what my next one's going to be on November 12th. Yep. Um, and then Josh and I plan on kind of doing like a monthly update for the next yeah. six months. So we'll have at least six of these updates coming at you. Um, and we'll talk about progress in like where my weight's going, how yep. my strength is going, um, the fun that I'm having with all the food that I'm eating. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, you know what I do when I navigate social uh, situations and stuff like that too. Uh, cause luckily yeah. being in a bulk, I've got more flexibility there, but my goal yeah. is to keep them still to a minimum. I don't want to be dealing with too many social events. Cause I still, I, again, I want to be more active this time rather than passive than my previous attempts. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. I'm so, yeah. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, man. It just feels good to have, I don't know it's good to have like intentions and goals for the winter time when a lot of people can kind of like, you know, maybe yeah. retreat into a sense of like that seasonal depression, the sadness, the waiting for summer to come again. And it's like, I, I know I, I can get into that too, but I see winter as a time to build, to focus, to like work on something, set some goals, uh, and then come out feeling good about having achieved something over the winter time. And then cause summertime is like your, your doors are then open for fun and just, you know, maybe not being as an intentional and actually being able to kind of like enjoy the, the foundation of youth that I'm trying to build by right. building more muscle mass, really, because this is about yeah. longevity for me, you know, um, obviously some fun with the aesthetics part of it. Like, why not be a more muscular 42 year old guy? Like, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm just like, why not? I want to know what that's like, you know, and I want to totally. see what my body can do. And I, you know, I'm, I'm eager, I'm willing, and uh, I'm just excited to have your guidance and see what we can achieve together, man. It's going to be fun. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited about it too, for sure. So Hell yeah. <laughs> gang, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I could fill out my hoodie a little more. Yeah. Maybe you have a, he is legend shirt that you would like to fill out. <laughs> you can sign up for nutrition coaching at working backslash join. And you can work with me. You can work with Chris or anybody else on the staff. They can get you to your goals, whether you want to fill out that hoodie or you want to buy a smaller hoodie. Maybe that's mm-hmm. your goal. Yeah. That's cool too, gang. But you can do it. You can do it with us. Um, and if you use the code InsideWag at checkout, you'll get $50 off your first month of coaching uh, at Working Against Gravity. And as I say with every episode, you'll be glad you did it. Mm-hmm. So... This was fun, man. I'm looking forward to these. Yeah, me too. It's (laughs) going to be a a good process. For sure. (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Chris. And thanks, Josh. We'll see you all next time.